object working late hours, Miss Schneebacher? Not at all. A room with a girlfriend. I haven't seen her since New Year's. Miss <laughs> uh, Schneebacher, I'm afraid this job's going to be a little too much for you. But why are we? Well, you see, just... several parts of my new novel are mostly in French, and well, I'm sure you don't speak French, do you, Miss Schneebacher? Studied it for six years. Once I had a French boyfriend, we had no trouble. <laughs> uh, yes, but how's your shorthand? Shorthand? I don't take shorthand. You don't take shorthand? Well, no. The agency said this was strictly a typing job. Oh, oh no. This is mostly a shorthand job. But I could learn it. No, I no, I'm afraid not. Well, guess that lets me out. Uh, leave the glass, please. Oh. Thanks for the beer. Uh, that must be the next one. The next one? I told the agency to keep sending them until we said when. How do you do? Is this apartment 3E? Yes, it is. Does a Mr. Owen Waterbury live here? Yes, he does. <clears throat> uh, I'm Owen Waterbury. Oh, Mr. Waterbury, the agency sent me. Dawn O'Malley. That's right. Uh, won't you come in, Miss O'Malley? Thank you. Uh, won't you sit down, Miss O'Malley? Thank you. Oh, this is my wife. How do you do? How do you do? Uh, you take your shorthand, of course. Yes, 120 words a minute. Oh. Uh, do you speak French, Miss O'Malley? Mon mère, elle était française. Et mon père aussi. Vous avez raison, elle n'a pas peur pour le toilette. Dites-moi, Mademoiselle O'Malley. Are you married by any chance? Yes, I am. But the divorce comes final next week. I see. When, uh, when would you like me to begin? You have begun. Oh, thank you. Uh, Steve, shall we prepare lunch and leave them alone? I think they'd like to get to work. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh tell me, uh, did you ever work for a writer before? Yes, once about three years ago. But I'd, I'd rather not talk about it. Oh, well, why not? Well, he asked me to work late one evening and began getting a little fresh. So I called the police. All I want to do is work. I guess the publicity burned his career. But he deserved it. Don't you agree? Yes, I do. How about lunch, Miss O'Malley? Oh, I've already eaten, thank you. And you, darling? Uh, no, thanks. I'll skip lunch today. You will just love living in this building, Mr. Scott. And you'll just love the waterbirds. They're so bohemian. Crude. I'll go. Oh, hello. Hello, Mrs. Waterbury. I want you to meet your new neighbor, Sylvan Scott. He's moving out of the bachelor park of upstairs with Felicia used to have. Yes, I know, Mr. Scott. Hello, oh, How nice. Come in, come now in. Now I want you to meet the important member of the family. This is the great Owen Waterbury. Oh. How do you do, yes. Mr. Waterbury? How do you do? This is the, the horrible Ronnie Hastings. Hello. New secretary. Yes. She was just hired and I was just fired. Mr. Scott's a writer, too. My building will be just crawling with them. Yes, <laughs> Mr. Scott and I went to night school together. We sat next to each other. Mr. Scott used to be a ball player. Just look at those shoulders. And they're not padded either. Well, what do you know? So 
would write that wonderful radio program called John's Mother's Lover. John's Mother's Sweetheart. Oh, yes. Tell me. Confidentially. Is John's mother going to marry her, sweetheart? No. John's father objects. John has no father. Oh, poor John. Sylvan, you'd better rush upstairs and start work on that radio program. You mustn't neglect John. Well, I'm in a little trouble. You see, my secretary just got married. Oh, what on earth are you going to do? I don't know. I could help you, Sylvan. You, Stephanie? Yes, you see, I was Mr. Waterbury's secretary before he married me. That's right, you were. The marriage was a bonus. Mm -hmm. Oh, when could we begin? Why don't you just say, I've begun. Oh. Ronnie, dear, would you get me some shorthand books and some pencils? Uh, how much do you think you'll be giving me tonight? Well, we may be working most of the night. Oh, that's just ducky. I'm used to working at night. Goodbye, darling. Don't work too hard. I won't. Come on. Oh, thank you, Ronnie. Bye. <laughs> well, I seem to have fixed everything up. You certainly have. Well, uh, I guess I'll run along. Uh, must you go? I was just poisoning the tea. Oh, Ronnie, you're such a clever. <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, you're going to really like it here, honey child. Watch your hands. I don't tolerate familiarity from anybody, and I mean anybody. I once ruined a man's career, and don't you forget it. Uh, Miss O'Malley, you may have the day off. Why don't you make it a year? But I haven't even begun yet. Oh, that's all right. You get paid just the same. Oh, well, all right. Uh, what time tomorrow? Oh, any old time. Suit yourself. But I don't understand. Well, how about noon? All right. Thank you. Well, you were saying something about poison tea? I mixed it. I get firsties. Now, where was I? Sound of footsteps. Three people. Thank you. Sound of footsteps. Three people. Door bang. Door crash, door slam, two shots, three screams, sirens. How's that sound? <laughs> well, it's bedlam. John, I'm in love with your mother. And tomorrow, I expect to be your father. John's going to be a father, and I'm the first to know. Now I don't have to listen tomorrow. But, Father, I'm older than you are. John's older than his father? What happened? That's what I'd like to know. I don't know. But don't you worry, Miss Waterbury. I'm not going to do anything. Hello. Hey, they just turned out the lights. Who's calling? This is Charles Harris speaking. I'm sorry to be calling at such a late hour, but I must talk to her. They just turned out the light. Will you keep quiet? This is her husband. No, she's out for the evening. She's right upstairs. And I don't know when she'll be back. Didn't you hear me? I said they just turned out the lights. Darling, may I borrow a light bulb? I don't care what you do. What's the matter? I'm going to a hotel in case you're interested. I'll go to a hotel. After all, this is your apartment. No, it isn't. You pay the rent. 
Ronnie, will you take this up to Mr. Scott, please? Oh, and you can't possibly be jealous of that man upstairs. Why, he's utterly harmless. Boy, you really had me fooled. Why do you say that? Charles Harris just called. Have you seen him, Steve, since we came back? Oh, and it, it's terribly late, and, and I don't like cross-examinations. After all, we're two adult human beings, and, and we should be able to trust one another. Don't smile at the way with pretty words, Steve. Have you been seeing him? Yes. All right, then this is it. But I only saw Charles Harris for one reason. I took him your manuscript. He knows a great many publishers. Please don't. It's too late for that. I felt at the nightclub you were in love with Harris, and I knew he was in love with you. After all, five years is a long time, and I was a fool to think I could break it down. I never loved Charles Harris. Well, you never loved me. You were in love with a schoolgirl notion of a popular novel. I really try to play this straight with you, Steve, but I guess I made a beautiful mistake. Owen, I was in love with you before I met you. Something in your writing, the, the tone, the feeling, the, the quality appealed to me so much that I used to imagine you books were written just for me. It's true, I, I built it up in a schoolgirl way, and, and I was so caught up in it, I, I guess I would have married you the night you lectured in class. If you'd stepped off that platform and, and asked me, I, I would have married you. Just like that. How can you talk to me like this? I put you way up there too, Steve. But you tore it down in the cruelest way any woman could. You once called me an egotistical fraud. But what about you, Stephanie Gaylord? What have you been? Go ahead, phone him. He's waiting for you. Owen! Good morning, Mrs. Waterbury. Good morning, Elsie. I have an appointment. Yes, I know. Mr. Harris has a surprise for you. Won't you come right in? Steve. Good morning, Charles. Stephanie Gaylord, this is Mr. McNally, Mr. Hudson, Mr. Burke of the Literary Times. How do you do? How do you do? How do you do? So you are Stephanie Gaylord. Sit down, Steve. It's a big morning in your life, Steve. Mr. McNally is head of the publishing house in New York. He flew down this morning. That's why I called you so late last night. We've read your book, Miss Gaylord. How long have you worked on it? About five years. I'm recommending it for the McNally Winslow Award for first novel by an unknown. I didn't know you were going to show my manuscript to anyone. I couldn't do anything else after reading it. But don't you see what this will do to Owen? What has Owen got to do with this? Well, Owen's the big guy in my family, and his novel's just been turned down. If this happens on top of that, it, it would just about destroy him. He has to have a sense of importance. He, he's lost all faith in himself. You mean your husband would feel a sense of competition with you? You don't understand, Mr. McNally. Owen's in trouble. And as his wife, I, I have to help him climb out of it. Steve, I thought you wanted to write more than anything else in the world. I thought so, too, before I married Owen. What about Owen's manuscript? Did you read it? Yes. It, it isn't bad. It's good. 
But it doesn't have what this has. This has greatness. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Steve, please sit down. I want to talk to you. giving your popovers another try. Well, give me time to call the fire department. <laughs> no, 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 Miss O'Malley. That's not the line I gave you. I'm sorry, Mrs. Scott. All right. Let's try it again. Yes, sir. John. Mother, I've changed my mind. I don't like your sweetheart. Mother. Well, I like him. That's all that matters. John. As your son, I refuse to approve the marriage. Mother. You're not marrying him. I am. How does that sound? Stinks. Amen. Mr. Hastings, I must say you're distracting. You know, you shouldn't be using Mr. Waterbury's apartment or Mr. Waterbury's secretary. Well, Mrs. Waterbury isn't here, and I've got to get the program out. Well, why don't you work in your apartment? She won't work upstairs. Well, then why don't you work without her? I can't. I'm a dictator. Dear, why won't you work upstairs? I don't work in men's bedrooms. It's not a bedroom. It's a bachelor apartment. My husband was a hotel manager. One room is a bedroom. Two or more is an apartment. Sylvan, she's got you there. Oh, come on, let's work. Hello, Mr. Waterbury. Yes, what can I do for you? Remember me? I'm Devaney of the Brand Detective Agency. Oh, oh. What's this? A bill for $845.62. Oh, what? for shadowing and delving into the past of one Stephanie Gaylord. But I married her. We've shadowed married women before. Hi, Owen. Get rid of this guy. You want me to call the police? I am the police. What's this doing here? That's my laundry. Do you expect my wife to do your laundry? Hey, that's a little large for you, isn't it? That's Mrs. Waterbury's laundry. That's mine. Well, take it and get out of here. And as for you, Mademoiselle O'Malley, you're fired for taking dictation from somebody else. Well, that suits me just fine. I wouldn't work for you even if I did like your horrible writing. Where's Stephanie? I don't know where she is. I know where she is. Where? You pay this bill and I'll let you know. Oh, Ronnie, do you happen to have $845? And 62 cents. Why don't you write him a check? Oh, yes. Call that number right away. Here is the detailed report. It's very amusing. You see, I had to shadow you at the same time that I shadowed her. Here's Stephanie. Oh. Stephanie, where are you? What? What are you doing there? Stephanie, if there ever any chance of our getting together, this kills it now. Finally and for all time, we're through. Charles Harris. Just like that, no sense of shame. 
Well, maybe she got her old job back and was working for him. At his home? What decent, self-respecting girl worked for a man at his home? Maybe she's his secretary. Please, don't tell me about secretaries. He could tell you. Here's the report. Page three is wonderful. Thanks. Quality employment agency. I'm going to show her. Look, I want a girl this time who's capable and efficient. I'm calling for Mr. Owen Waterbury. A typist. I don't care what she looks like. We don't care what she looks like, as long as she's attractive. Do you take shorthand? Oh, but of course. A hundred twenty words a minute. Uh -huh. And, uh, what did you say your name was? Miss Pigeon. <laughs> uh, her name is Miss Pigeon? Everybody says I'm flighty. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you work before? I'm just out of secretarial school. I think it would be wonderful working for you, Mr. Waterbury. You see, I hope to be a writer myself someday. Oh. Uh, have you ever been married? Oh, no. Never. And uh, you have no objections to working on weekends? Oh, not at all. My time's completely my own. And you think Mr. Waterbury's just wonderful? Mm-hmm. <coughs> uh, this is a clay pigeon. I've come for my things. Follow me, Bill. I know just where to go. I want you to take everything out of that drawer and put it in that bag. Right. Mm -hmm. I knew you'd come back. But it's only for a moment. Uh, where's the mink coat? I didn't get a mink coat. Come into the bedroom, Bill. What's the matter? Short of minks? Say, haven't you been here before? Sure. I came with the other one. I got a cab stand downstairs now. If you need a cab, just open the window and holler. Well, I'm going to do a lot of hollering now. Uh, that's his former secretary. Get my bag and things out of the closet. Oh, so you're not in love with Harris, but you go to his apartment. You wouldn't let me explain, and what? now I'm not going explain. to. Explain? What kind of an explanation could you make anyway? It doesn't matter anymore. You're right, it doesn't matter anymore. Isn't she getting awfully personal? What a wonderful typist. Charles Harris' apartment. Just like that. Just like that. Anything else, miss? Yes, my picture. A man, if I... you were a man, I'd ask you to step outside. Go ahead. Hit me. Nah. I dare you. Did he slap her? I should say not. She slapped him. I've known all along why you've resented me. It was because I liked your novel and I told you so. You think you've wasted your time. That's your tragedy. My only tragedy is you. I'm going far, far away from here and I'm going to write a book about you. I'm going to call it The Heel and His Victim. That's a very horrible title. It'll do. Goodbye, Owen Waterbury. And don't you ever try and get in touch with me, because I want no more of you. And that goes for me, too. Where's Miss Pigeon? She, uh, flew the coop. Where do you think Steve's going? I think she's gonna marry Harris. Harris, I'd like to see that little worm. I'm going, too. Now, where are you going? I'm so mad I could get married. You know, I think I'll have to. Well, whom are you gonna marry? It'll be a female, that's about all I can say. Waterbury. <coughs> Excuse me, sir. 
And excuse me, I didn't mean to disturb you and my secretary. Your former secretary. Oh, I didn't know you were in the middle of dictation. Your sarcasm is quite uncalled for. Of course, I don't have to tell you what I think of a man who behaves this way with a secretary. <laughs> you keep out of this, Elsie. Look, Charles and I are going to be married. Congratulations. What? Just where does that leave my wife? How do you suppose she's going to feel about this? She's in love with you, you know. You never deserved to find a girl with Stephanie anyway. You know, Harris, I've always wanted to tell you that I really think you're a crude person. Your motives are very obvious. You've given me a lot of grief ever since I married Stephanie, and I came up here to tan your hide. So put up your hands and defend yourself like a man. Oh, you can't Whoa. nobody's hide. Oh, listen to me, you fool. Why do you think Stephanie came up here in the first place? Because she wrote a novel, and Harris wanted to have it published. She didn't want that. She was afraid it would hurt your vanity and wreck your marriage. She wanted him to help you instead. Oh, look, I've read your last book, the one Fulton turned down. It's grand, it's exciting, it's wonderful. Fulton's wrong, he's just jealous because of Bertie, and it's all your own fault, Mr. Great Guy. You know, someday Stephanie's going to be a better writer than you are. That's my opinion, and you've always valued it. Here, Stephanie's novel. Read that and really get jealous. You know, you're not going to get her back. She's gone away, and it serves you right. I hope I kicked a little sense into you, but I doubt it. Goodbye, Mr. Waterbury. <laughs>